1: We'll get into that in a bit, but first, I need to use these RSI tools, if you say so. Backstory, this happened quite a few years ago. I was the systems administrator for a small startup media design company. We had approximately 14 people on staff, and it was a very relaxed atmosphere. Just for context, a little thing about me. I'm a bit of a geek slash nerd, and the computer also takes a big part of my personal life. It fuels some of my biggest hobbies. Not just gaming, but I also enjoy messing with digital audio, 3D graphics, and as can be seen by this post, I also enjoy online communities. Most importantly, I really enjoyed my work, and thus noteworthy, it wouldn't be the first time when I took work home with me. That is, I had remote access to our small network, so when something needed to be done, I could often do so from home. And before we continue, I'd also like to emphasize that I truly believe in the good intentions of the bosses, They were really just trying to look after us best as they could. Our main Carl, on the other hand, the big project slash RSI training. The company was run by two bosses, but as work piled up for them, equals assumption on my part, they started to rely on an office manager. And this dude would sometimes seriously overstate his own importance. At the time of the story, the company had closed a deal with none other than the city council to set up a digital meet and greet with the council members. This sounds horribly trivial right now because online chatting facilities are pretty common these days, but back then it was all still quite new. Because I spent a large chunk of my private time online, on IRC back then, it didn't take long for the bosses to decide that I should fully handle the technical details of the whole thing, and of course, closely work together with our designers, the whole interaction would take place on a custom-built website with chat interface, and as said, an IRC server as back end. In other words, visitors would use a website to chat using said website, but the whole thing basically ran on an IRC server. Normal users couldn't access that server directly, but obviously I could. I still remember to this very day because I got official permission to use IRC at work, so obviously I kept some of my favorite public chats around as well. IRSSI, Linux-based IRC client, was awesome like that because it could easily connect to multiple servers at the same time, but I digress. The incident, because the bosses wanted everything to be perfect, they decided to hire an ergonomic specialist who would advise all of us staff members on how to prevent RSI. In case you're not aware, this stands for repetitive strain injury, which is basically a muscle issue caused by usually repetitive motion and a whole plethora of other things. We all followed along and all of us got some new equipment to use our computers more safer cushion pads in front of the keyboard, different chairs with arm legs, a mandatory stress ball and some other things. Now, despite the fact that I was very skeptical about the whole thing, I still decided to keep an open mind about it and try things out to see where it would lead. I mean, couldn't hurt, right? Well, wrong. After two days, I started to notice problems at home. My hands began to hurt. I started getting issues with typing and me and some online friends got creamed at a Quake tournament, which for a large part, but not all of it was because of me. No, I wasn't some awesome star Quake player, never have been, but I could still hold my grounds. But that evening I totally sucked. It was bad. Really bad. Of course, I had a good hunch what was causing all this, so the next day at work, I dumped all those RSI gizmos into a closet and went back to the way things were. One of the bosses did briefly ask me about it, but I explained that it just wasn't working out for me and that I was actually starting to get issues. He fully understood, but for some dumb reason, the office manager didn't. You have to use those tools, otherwise you're wasting company money. As I suspected, things got a lot better for me. But later that afternoon, the office manager noticed what was going on and he threw a fit. What in the world was I thinking? Did I have any idea how much money the company had spent on all those improvements? And never mind about me, what if other people needed to use my computer? Then they needed those aids to be there to which I commented that as far as I was aware, no one was allowed behind my PC because my network security clearance was practically the same as the bosses. Because of my support role, I had full access to everything. If I wanted to, I could easily pull up all our financial records, for example, something that actually happened at one time when an external accountant made a visit and needed some of our data. My boss asked me to help them out and thus cleared me to do all of that. I still remember because it made me very uncomfortable despite barely getting to see anything. Anyways, the manager didn't like that comment. First, I figured that I would just leave those RSI gizmos lying at the side of my desk. But no, he insisted that I just didn't understand what was good for me and that I had to use those tools.
0: Here's a cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at Airbnb.com slash host.
1: Storytime is sponsored by BetterHelp. Nearly everyone at some point in their life will struggle with their mental health, whether that's something stressful at work, in a personal relationship, or something else. That's betterhelp.com H-E-L-P, slash storytime pod. So I complied, though very carefully. That day, my speed at getting work done for the big project plummeted big time. For obvious reasons, I was also no longer doing anything from home anymore. In fact, I had excused myself on IRC and said that I would be taking a break because of the way things went and would severely limit my overall PC time at home as well. Books, fantasy novels, Dragonlance for the win, and TV can also be fun. But as I'd expected, my complaints became worse. Houston, we have a major problem. After having spent a whole weekend with barely any private PC interaction, things got from bad to worse that next Monday at work. Even typing became a chore for me. Me, who can type blindly with two hands, four fingers, at a very decent speed and without having followed any typing courses. So I took the afternoon off and went to visit my local doctor. His first comment when I described my problems and my theory as to what was causing all of it? Yeah, you're not the first one with such issues. There seems to be quite a few companies active right now who claim to help prevent RSI, but in fact, they're merely fueling a sales model. When I didn't fully understand what he was talking about, he told me that in his opinion, that ergonomic expert was only in it for the money to sell his merchandise. According to my doctor, the guy should at the very least have realized that if I was already using computers so intensively, both at work and at home, that I was probably already aware of the importance to rest your arms. Instead of dismissing all that, he should have given some extra thought and anticipate for it. So the doctor wrote me a prescription, first an ointment to help relax my wrists and arm muscles, then a mandatory two-week break from work to help recover from having developed mild yet disturbing symptoms of RSI due to unprofessional conduct. The big project was next week, and we weren't even near ready. I honestly felt bad for my boss the next day when I told him what happened while handing him my doctor's note. He was not happy. He was fuming. No, not directed at me. I had his full support and sympathy, but he still turned red and stomped off to the office manager's desk with me following him. Of course, the office manager denied everything. I had simply misunderstood him. No way would he demand something as dangerous as that. This is when I learned two things. Always document things to cover your butt, something I obviously hadn't done, working in smaller companies' rules. See, while the bosses had their own office, the rest of us sat at tables in a large room, spread over two areas. So the moment the office manager started denying things, some of my coworkers immediately stepped up. Oh, does that mean I can finally throw this thing in the trash then without getting fired? My colleague and former friends sneered. Former, contact simply watered down over time. The boss turns to me and says, OP, why don't you go home and rest? No need to get involved with the upcoming drama, to which I nodded and thanked him, but I also told him that I would be contacting them later that week to try and help sort things out. I wasn't sure, but still saw a possible way out of the upcoming Doom scenario. Aftermath, as much as I wanted to ignore the whole thing and just do my own thing, I decided to stick with no PC time at home for the next three days just in case. Thursday evening I hopped back online for a short hour and did some asking around. First I called my colleague and friend from work to ask him about the status of the project, in specific, if the designers managed to finish the website. Then I reached out to a dear online friend of mine who also happened to be an undernet IRC operator and I asked him if there would be a possibility to link our website front end directly to his server using a dedicated port connection for security purposes. See, the only reason we purchased a commercial IRC server was to comply with certain regulations, security reasons being one of them. Now, my idea obviously wasn't fully on par with all of that, but if you can't trust an official, undernet server to be safe, then who can you? Yeah, that was also meant as a bit of a joke, but what you don't know can't hurt, eh? Or something like that. So I contacted my boss the next day and told him about my plans and that there would still be a way to salvage the whole thing. Though he might not fully like how I was planning on doing that, to which he jokingly responded that he was already ticked that I was gone for two weeks. So, how much worse could it get? Well, the next week, the online chat session worked perfectly. We basically set up a dedicated chat channel, my IRCOP friend set up an X instance to keep things safe and quiet, and the chat attendance was quite decent. The week after that, when I got back to work, I did have a small run-in with the office manager, who told me that he wasn't happy that I hadn't just told him what the problem was, but I decided not to get into that again and simply responded that he could have also have chosen to trust my judgment when I told him I didn't want to use those RSI gizmos. We kept things cordial, but according to my friend, the manager never seemed to dare and even question any of my decisions again. I really don't know for sure, but he was convinced. I even joked about it that I would try and keep it in mind when I was going to ask for vacation leave, which never happened of course. And there you have it. Thanks for reading, I hope you enjoyed. Back in the day when all you had for chatting online was like AOL's AIM or an IRC chat. In the early to mid 2000s I used to play some online games and instead of like a discord you literally had an IRC chat. There was a classic IRC phrase for some reason where you would slap somebody around with a large trout. I don't know why that was like a default action phrase you could do. That said, anytime anybody comes along in an office and says, oh no, you need to replace all of this with all of these brand new things, when are they not just shoveling stuff to make some money? Our next story is, you wanted to pay my bill, so here you go. I, 30-year-old female, was reminded of this little malicious compliance in another sub and was so happy I finally had something to share here instead of just reading everyone else's. But don't come for me if this sub is the wrong place for this post. About 10 years ago in college, I met up with some friends towards the end of my night and was a bit inebriated. I had a reputation among my friends that no matter how drunk I was, I was always good at math. It was my minor, after all. We ended up hitting up a diner for some food, and when the time came, we got split checks. Drunk me grabs my card from my wallet and was waiting for the waitstaff to come collect payment, and someone I considered a friend at the time refused to let me pay my bill. She claimed I was too drunk and wouldn't be able to do the math for the tip, so she would just pay it. After going back and forth with her for a few minutes and getting increasingly offended and annoyed with her, she takes my check and puts my card down on the table in front of me. When the waiter comes, she tells them that she's paying for the two checks in her hand. Fast forward to a couple of weeks later and she tells me that I owed her $15. I asked for what and she said my food at the diner plus the tip and surcharge for having a party larger than 8 I let her know that I tried paying my bill that night a few times and she wouldn't let me. But more importantly, I never asked her to pay for me or say I would pay her back. She wasn't happy she was out $15, but she said she was paying for it. My question is, if you do this and after the fact you realize that you did slip up and you actually paid $15 that you otherwise wouldn't have paid, should you not feel ashamed and just eat that because you clearly made a mistake? I mean, I get it if money's tight and you're just trying to make ends meet, but if so, you better pop up and explain you are in that tight financial situation and also do some serious apologizing. This next story is, car wash boss clocks us off if it's quiet? We'll make sure it stays busy. I'm an undocumented Mexican immigrant. I moved to the U.S. three months ago and have been working at a hand car wash since. The car wash I work at is staffed with fellow illegals. We all lack ID and most of us have limited English. These factors interfere with our integration into American society. Our boss is very cheap. He will clock us off when it's quiet and clock us on when it's busy. Sometimes we'll work 25 minutes and then wait 15 minutes unpaid in the staff room. We still have to stay on site the whole day though. I guess that's to be expected at a business like a car wash which has very thin margins. What did we start to do? We simply started to work slowly and perfectly when it's quiet. We'll work at half speed. We'll wipe down all the windows and tires, even if they're clean. We'll wash the underbody and engine bay. We'll wash the brake pads. We'll wash the door jams with a sponge. We'll clay treat all the cars, we'll apply armor all on all surfaces, even non-visible ones like the engine bay. We'll even vacuum the spare tire bay. All in all, we'll work very thoroughly when it's quiet. Beforehand, I would have to stay at the car wash from 8 to 4 and would usually only be clocked on for three and a half hours. Since we've all started to adaptively work, we can net about 6 hours easily. I mean, the bottom line is, people are probably going to want to return to this car wash if they're getting the absolute best car wash ever. I mean, you want to talk about getting your money's worth, that's getting your money's worth. So, maybe this is a beneficial thing and hopefully the boss isn't just continuing to be a total jerk and just firing more people to make up for the increased pay they're having to give out. But with that being said...